0: Shelter from the storm. Welcome to the Shelter from the Storm podcast, a daily walk through the Bible with me, Pastor Jason Poling, as we seek shelter in Jesus Christ from the storms of this life. It's a great day to glorify God. This is Pastor Jason Poling coming to you from the Shelter from the Storm podcast. And I am actually having a unique special podcast today at least for me probably won't affect you any but i'm sitting outside and doing this which normally i don't do but the weather is so beautiful today in northern california even as we're sheltering in place it's nice that we can come out here and enjoy the weather i just went for a little jog uh, we live on a farm and way deep back in the orchards it was amazing just the beauty of the blue sky juxtaposed against the green blossoming fruit and nut trees out here in northern california it, it's just stunning god is a Magnificent Creator and so I'm feeling very restful uh, because of my experience out here in nature and that leads me to say we are talking about rest again. We're talking about Sabbath rest. I know we talked about that yesterday, but it's a big deal and it keeps coming up in the Gospels and in fact is one of the large biggest reasons why the Pharisees and Sadducees and religious leaders wanted to kill Jesus is because of their view that he was violating the Sabbath command. And so we're in Mark chapter 3, looking at how Jesus healed on the Sabbath and confronted the Pharisees. I'm in the New American Standard Version. You can choose whatever translation you like. But let me read verse 1 and following. Jesus entered again into a synagogue, and a man was there whose hand was withered. So evidently had some kind of congenital defect, perhaps. Um, so from birth, he didn't have the use of at least one of his hands. And that would render him unable to do a lot of the Jobs, because most of the jobs were physical labor at that time in the history of Israel, and so he wasn't able to take care of himself for the needs of others around him if he had a family. So oftentimes, people with disabilities or people who were sick would congregate, hang out at the synagogue, synagogues or the temple, in the hopes that people, as they walked by, would give them alms, give them donations to help them meet their needs. This guy was in a legitimate situation where there wasn't any kind of. Uh, As far as we're aware, like we have today, unemployment or disability, uh, money from the government, there's nothing. No safety nets. And so this is a man in crisis. And here's how the Pharisees deal with it. They watch Jesus with this man who's suffering to see if Jesus would heal him on the Sabbath. It was the Sabbath day in the synagogue in Capernaum. Jesus had already been there uh, maybe a week or more before, and he cast out the demon from the man. Now, that was on the Sabbath too. I don't know why they didn't get as, as upset about that. It may have something to do with their additional uh, halakha. That's the additional laws, the extra biblical laws of the Jews that maybe exorcism wasn't considered work. Maybe it was such an extraordinary thing that it was uh, okay to do it on the Sabbath because they don't seem to get upset with Jesus for doing that. But when he comes into Capernaum again and goes to the synagogue this time and there's a man with a withered hand, they're really upset. And so they look to see if Jesus is going to do a healing so that they can accuse him. And Jesus says to the man with the withered hand, get up and come forward. And you can just see the Pharisees chomping at the bit, salivating, waiting for Jesus to do something that they can accuse him and begin to attack him. And Jesus says to them at that moment, to the Pharisees, hey guys, let me ask you, is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath? To save a life on the Sabbath or to kill on the Sabbath? I mean, a super, super obvious question. We obviously want to do good and to save a life, to help people, not to do harm by not helping them. So it should have been very easy to answer that question and look at what happens in verse 4 at the end. The Pharisees kept silent. Verse 5, when Jesus sees this, He sees their silence, their unwillingness to answer an obvious humanitarian loving question, a response that should have been clear. They don't respond and all they care about is how they're going to accuse Jesus. Jesus becomes angry. He's angry and grieved at their hardness of heart, that they would be more concerned about keeping the law than about loving another human being. And so he says to the man, stretch out your hand. The man stretches it out, probably wondering what's going on, and immediately his hand is restored, like a pure, like a perfect hand. Amazing. In verse 6, though, the Pharisees went out and immediately began conspiring with the Herodians against Jesus as to how they might destroy him. They were upset that he was apparently, from their vantage point, violating the Sabbath commandment, which he wasn't as we talked about yesterday. The Sabbath commandment was there for man. It was a thing to help make sure that we don't push ourselves or push others to the breaking point for our own agenda, for nefarious reasons or for monetary reasons. Employers can do that. Slave masters would do that. Even workaholics can do that to themselves and to others. And so it was a command to say, you do need to rest. And God's going to give you a full rest when you experience His Spirit, the life in the Spirit. Wherever you do, wherever, whatever you, wherever you go, whatever you do, you'll experience rest, as we talked about yesterday. But the Pharisees and the scribes and religious leaders, they had added to this Sabbath commandment and the Ten Commandments with a bunch of other regulations. They were concerned that the Jews would disobey it, which oftentimes the Jews did in the Old Testament, so they had a point But then they they went too far. And and over the generations, the Pharisees and scribes would create what is called halakha, this this extra-biblical law, the set of codes of conduct surrounding the different commandments. And the Sabbath was was one where they went hog-wild with it. They talked more about the Sabbath and made comments about the Sabbath and extra regulations than any other commandment in the Old Testament. And so in this halakha, what you can see encapsulated or written down in the Mishnah, you can still see that today, some Jewish writings. Um, they had all kinds of silly regulations, like you couldn't carry certain weights of things, like even things that weighed the the same as a piece of paper, you couldn't carry that on the Sabbath. You couldn't, of course, make food for yourself on the Sabbath to eat. You had to make it before the Sabbath started, and then you could eat it, which again goes back to the text before where the disciples were eating the grain they were really upset about that. In fact, one of the crazy... I used to be a, a chicken farmer, I guess, in Iowa. I would sell eggs. And so this one struck me when I read this in the in the Mishnah. This a part of Halakha where they said, you can if you have a chicken that lays eggs, if that's the whole purpose for having this chicken, and it lays an egg on the Sabbath, you cannot eat that egg because the chicken did work for you. And you are violating the Ten Commandments. But... If you have a chicken, that the whole purpose for the chicken was to raise it for meat. And if that chicken lays an egg, that's not working. Because all that is is an extension. It's a, a, a meat, literally it says a, in, the, in the Mishnah, a meat extension of that chicken. It wasn't trying to do work. It's just part of the purpose for why you had that chicken. So you can eat that egg. Do you see how silly this is? And Jesus realizes how ridiculous this is at this point would have captured the attention of the highest leaders and the spiritual shepherds of the land, people that were supposed to take care of the the nation of Israel, the people, and especially the broken people like this man with the withered hand. These Pharisees were supposed to be shepherds, and they're so concerned about what kind of egg you should eat on the Sabbath. And so Jesus makes the point really clear by pointing to a man who's in a real bad state. He needs assistance and help. And Jesus heals him to make a point that the Pharisees, religious leaders, had lost the plot. They did not understand the reason for the Sabbath. And so yesterday I said, I don't want to violate anyone's conscience about the Sabbath because everyone has different opinions and perspectives on it, even now. But one thing that you must not have, whatever however you celebrate the Sabbath or keep it, one thing you must not do is you must not put the keeping of the Sabbath ahead of the loving of your neighbor, the serving of others. And so you can take a day of rest and, and should. I mean, I would, I would think that would be wise based on what we see in God's law and in commandments. Although there is some speculation on maybe uh, the rest can be more of a spiritual rest that you can have um, doing all kinds of things, whether it be work, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all the glory of God and, and with rest. But if you feel like, You must keep a literal day of rest and situations come up where you can serve and need to serve and love someone and it causes you to work to do so. You should do so according to this teaching of Jesus. Otherwise, you've lost the plot. You focused on the law and legalism and your own uh, position before God. You're more concerned about how you are doing with God than you are about how someone else is doing in life before you and before God. It's very important. So I know we talked about this twice now, but it'll come up again. The Sabbath rest. What we need to do to keep it in a way that loves God and loves neighbor. Up, the storm. Thanks for taking a few minutes today to dive into the Word of God with me. I always love hearing your feedback and questions. So You can email me at jason at cornerstoneyc.com looking forward to continue in the word of god with you as we seek shelter from the storm in jesus christ